Today is Friday, January 21st. The title for our devotional is Present Hope. The definition of hope that we've been working off of is Curtis Chang's. He says, hope is seeing yourself in a story, a past that gives you longing, a future that promises to fulfill that longing, and a present that energizes you to work towards that future fulfillment. Today, we come to discussing the present hope. We've talked about our past longing and the future fulfillment. Today, we're we're talking about our present hope. Paul, here in the text that we've been going through, depicts the creation and the children of God as groaning in the present time. But he also describes the Holy Spirit as helping us in our weakness. He is the deposit or the guarantee that our future hope will be realized. The Spirit is also the one who energizes us to continue on in our weakness, to know and do the will of God in the present time, in the already but not yet, where we already are adopted children of God, but we await the fulfillment of our adoption as children of God. So let's read Romans 8. We're going to start a little bit earlier in verse 14. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Remember, now he points them ahead to the future hope. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship. The, re- the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. The present hope that energizes us to keep going forward towards that future fulfillment of the new creation is guaranteed and empowered by the receiving of the Holy Spirit. We know that we are children of God because by the Spirit we cry, Abba, Father. And the Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Verse 23, Paul says, we have the first fruits of the Spirit. The first fruits of the Spirit here means that it's simply referring to the Spirit himself. The Spirit is the first fruits, the down payment, the guarantee of the restoration that is to come. So we have this guarantee that we are the children of God. And if we have experienced the Holy Spirit, we know that we are the children of God. So while we hope for the future fulfillment of the restoration of all creation, including our bodies, we wait patiently. In our imperfect, yet-to-be-redeemed bodies, then, we depend upon the Holy Spirit to strengthen us in our weaknesses. Paul may have the general human weakness in mind here. Human nature is still exposed to fallen creation with bodies yet to be redeemed. More likely, what he has in mind here, though, is 
that the Spirit helps us discern the will of God when we don't know it in our fallible, imperfect human minds. This side of full restoration. Most likely, Paul has in mind the answer to the question plaguing the Roman church of whether or not to eat meat sacrificed to idols and whether or not to practice certain Jewish traditions like Sabbath and dietary laws. In such matters, that is, matters in which we are uncertain of the will of God, not matters of clear ethics taught in Scripture or clear forms of worship, the Spirit intercedes for us in accordance with the will of God. Some see here in the wordless groans a reference to speaking in tongues. That's most likely not the case. It's most likely referring to inexpressible longings in the heart of believers to do and know the will of God. The Spirit intercedes for us to the Father in those matters. The Spirit of God always intercedes for believers, quote, in accordance with the will of God. For Christians, then, who are submitted to the will of God and being led by the Spirit of God, then, of course, all things work together for their good. This isn't a romantic comedy blind hope that everything will work out all right. This is a calculated trust and surrender to the sovereignty of God, that His will will come to pass. For Christians who are surrendered to His will, no matter the suffering they face now, their deepest hope will ultimately be realized, because God, God's will will be done. It is the Christian's deepest desire to do God's will. So the greatest good they can fathom is the coming to pass of God's will, which we know and trust will happen. We trust this hope in God because he is faithful, and it is he who foreknew, predestined, called, justified, and glorified the believer. We are more than conquerors then, and no amount of suffering will ever separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So this is what sustains our hope and energizes us to work for the coming kingdom of God. The Spirit as a guarantee of our adoption into the family of God. The Spirit helping us in our weakness the promise of God's faithful work in us, and the promise of his unfailing love. Reflection time today. We want to be a community that inspires hope in one another, that calls one another to focus on this story, that this is our umbrella story that we all share in common. This means encouraging one another by reminding each other of what God has done for you, pointing one another to the evidence of the Spirit of God at work in our lives, and calling one another to live according to the will of God, leaning in to the Holy Spirit to help us when we don't know. This involves reminding one another of the past that produces longing, the big story of Scripture, the future fulfillment that we await in the new creation, and the present life that we share with the Spirit of God, empowering us to work towards that hopeful future.